0: Yes. Hello, everybody. Thanks for coming back. Welcome. Um, My name is Falk Hüttmann and today I would like to talk about a subject that is very close to my heart. It deals with a snow leopard as an example, but actually it really deals with open access data sharing and transparent and repeatable science and um, good governance. This work that I present to you goes back to um, a chapter in a book This book was just published um, by Ganga Rekmi and myself. It's the Hindu Kush Himalaya Watersheds Downhill, Landscape, Ecology and Conservation Perspectives. Um, You might have heard about that book. I have talked about it earlier. Today, I like to present to you Chapter 23. And there's a very peculiar concept in there, which I will um, show you as an example today. This chapter is called a governance analysis of the snow leopard, its habitat and digital data. Who owns charismatic animals and who drives and uses the agenda for what? Um, this chapter is pretty interesting because it tackles exactly the title as I just read. But I like to focus here specifically on data issues and data sharing issues and the lack of data sharing. Um, it shows some realities <clears throat> not only of Snow Leopard in habitat management but also many of the myths, and then you can apply that why that's almost a global problem, but I'm using the Snow Leopard as an example. Um, I like to refer to you in this chapter, to chapter 23.1, to this um, figure 23.1. This figure actually is based on a data search in GBIF.org, the Global Biodiversity Information Facility, Um, which has the best available public data usually on the subject when it comes to occurrence data and uh, museum records and so on. When you look at that map, you will be surprised. Um, You get actually 256 data records in Gbiv, but you only see 11 pixels. Um, That's it. So this map really shows virtually nothing other than these 11 pixels. And surprisingly, these pixels showing up at least half of them in the US which happen to be a zoo the zoos and 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 owners of snow leopard snow leopards have shared their data where the snow leopards are um obviously you know the snow leopards don't live in the u.s except in the captivity so that's what that shows um and you'll be surprised there's no canadian zoo or any other zoo in the world um certainly no european zoo that shares the data and 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 um makes them available and then the remainder pixels six of them you see in asia and that's more or less where these um snow leopards are supposed to occur which is countries like mongolia china india uh, nepal uh, uzbekistan tajikistan mongolia russia and so on so that makes sense except there are only very few dots and how can that be um the idea is that scientists are sharing their data, that they're collaborating, and that they make their research available for public consumption and checking. And therefore, it's it's uh, accepted research. That's the whole idea, right? Transparent, repeatable research. Um, the snow leopard has received the attention in the Western world for probably over 200 years. It has been like a mystical, mystical animal almost in Buddhism for thousands of years. And... Um, in shamanism, probably even beyond that. So the study record of that snow leopard certainly in the Western world has been way beyond 100 years. However, where's the data? That's a very interesting question, right? Um, So the data and the research has been done usually by, of course, the governments, which are in charge, uh, by non-governmental organizations, which often carry out a lot of research, NGOs, um universities the eight development services which i will all mention later and then there are even action plans or something for these species including IUCN that that does those things united nations and they are supposed to do that on data but where are the data are these documents really transparent and repeatable is the science really transparent and repeatable you also should know that in the snow leopard uh, habitat it's not all mountains by the way it's a lot of uh, deserts too and and hilly deserts, um, there's a lot of mining, Um, there is certainly tourism, there is road development. So, I mean, these things are supposed to have an impact study, and there's supposed to be research done on these issues, including with the snow snow leopard, but we don't see the data. They're not shared according to best professional practices, which is GBIF usually, um, and that creates us a big problem. Now, you should also understand that there are professional societies who deal with cats, with raptors, with wildlife, with conservation. Uh, Society of Conservation Biology, the Wildlife Society, and so on. Those all love to have snow leopard pre- uh, presentations and talks on their agenda at their conferences or in their journals. But when it comes to it, um, no data shared is really promoted you will not find the data i'm sure there are some data floating around somewhere more than what i show in this this book chapter and in this figure 23-1 um but but you wonder like where are the data and who is using them now you should understand that the snow leopard is really dominated by a few main actors i would think and, and let me read some of them. These are mostly uh, non governmental organizations or some governments or some individual researchers. And uh, there's, for instance, the Snow Leopard Conservancy. There is a the Snow Leopard Trust. There's WWF in several countries. There's Snow Leopard Foundation from Pakistan. There's the IUCN Cat Specialist Group. There's the Pantera Corporation in New York. Defenders of Wildlife. There is, uh, let's say, uh, to name you another example as a German one here, it's the um, Nature and Biodiversity Union, NABU. There's Wildlife Conservation Society. There's Flora and Fauna International, Whitley Fund for Nature, and so on. Um, The biggest NGOs and the ones I mentioned earlier are actually based in in the U.S. or usually funded in the U.S., uh, if not even uh, California. Um, And that has many reasons. But... um, the surprising thing here is that, um, again, where are the data? Who has the data? Where? How is that done? Um, and last but not least, I should not forget that really China and Tibet play a big role in a snow leopard uh, distribution and range and also research. So where are the data from all these activities? And that's what we're trying to, to assess here. Um, now, it, it doesn't end there because many people claim and many agencies and corporations claim the Snow Leopard for themselves, or at least as an item. Uh, I'm sure the Snow Leopard itself couldn't care less about it, but um, that happens. Um, so, for instance, the, the BBC has done many movies and, and, and other TV outlets have done many movies and expeditions to the Snow Leopard. Um Even the computer companies like Apple Macintosh, I think has an operating system, something like Snow Leopard or something. Um, Microsoft is trying to have a conservation group called the Microsoft Cats. Um, And Snow Leopards are very appealing to them. Um, There's a camera trap company, which um, provides the tools to capture Snow Leopards on cameras. Uh, Like Bushnell on every snow camera Snow leopard camera trap photo from them. You see it's always pushing it in, the, in the lower right corner somewhere as a company. However, um, there's no policy by those to ask to make data available. It's like bystanding. They know that the data exists. They, they know they're used with these tools or they're engaged one way or another with a camera or with a movie or camera or whoever done, TV camera. But um, yeah, the data are not really promoted. Um, if you move to the IOCN, of course, as I mentioned, um, there's a whole red data list section, a web portal with mm, mapping and so on. Um, what data is it based on? I mean, IOCN must make some decisions on some data. So that's all I find pretty peculiar. Um, the Convention of Migratory Species, right? I mean, it's supposed to be United Nations um, showcase. Uh, how does it compile the data? So... That's my question here. Um, it's really surprising when you look at the money that has been spent on snow leopards, including the development aid agencies I mentioned. um And it is usually somehow linked with the World Bank. there is There are other co- um, components, for instance, the US Agency on International Development, the Global Environmental Facility, GEF, UNEP, the German uh, Gesellschaft für Deutsche Internationale Zusammenarbeit, G- G- GIZ. WWF in, in various capacities, um, and then like the Global Tiger Initiative, there are some uh, celebrities that also have been engaged in some of these NGOs to protect uh, cats or snow leopards in this case. Um, you know, this is an interesting topic for me, and I wonder why nobody has raised a bigger issue and bigger question about it in the time of promoting open access, transparency, repeatable science. I mean, there are many initiatives, certainly in the European Union, but also in Canada and US and so on, and the Western world, for sure, uh, trying to bring in the Asian components um, on board on data sharing. There are actually examples of uh, data shared in Asia. There are Many of them exist. For instance, the Red Panda. I've done a paper on this myself. Um, There are couple of the macaques where where open access data work was done Um, but you wonder you know where does it end when we don't share the data this is currently a trend that I see very strongly Uh, while we had a great start um, 10-15 years ago nowadays we um, are on an opposite trend almost Uh, when you think of tiger data is an example when you think of elephant Asian elephant data think of Asian rhinoceros Think of some lion data in in India and in parts of Asia um, and so on. I mean, you can go worldwide now out of Asia and look at other areas too. And again, I, I think China and India are really big players here. They really should come on board when it comes to data sharing. Currently, I like seeing this. I cannot emphasize strong enough that India and China are major countries when it comes to these um, snow leopard questions. As Again, there are many other, other um, examples and species you can deal with. But here I'm talking about snow leopard as an example because it's such an icon. And it's also a religious icon, you know. Um, I, I would assume that um, the Dalai Lama uh, would really support snow leopard conservation, snow leopard progress and snow leopard research for the benefit of mankind. And I'm expecting that there is something like data sharing and and data sharing policy perhaps um, coming forward from them. But I I don't see that. Um, And I'm, I'm amazed that it doesn't happen because, I mean, you can talk about science. You can talk about transparent and repeatable science for conservation and for society. But really, the real issue to me really is here about good governance. And here's a unique opportunity where anybody who's involved, all the stakeholders in snow leopards, can really make it better. Um, when you go to the snow leopard, me- leopard meetings, um, you probably will say, hey, there is some progress and people talk. That is true, but they talk in a very selective way. They share in a very selective way. And when it really comes to making all the data available on snow leopards, and here I'm talking about uh, foot tracks, I'm talking about feces samples, which indicates presence, I'm talking about camera trap data. I'm talking about telemetry data. Um, I'm talking about uh, citizen science data. I'm talking about habitat data. I'm talking about predictive models that have been done. WWF has done them, but they don't share the raw data nor the models. Um, you wonder like, why are we not all getting together and have that done in a public sphere, in the public space? The, again, it's, it gets done selectively to, in, within selected groups with certain aims, but here I'm asking for um, a wider concept and, and really bring it together in a synthesis for everybody to join and participate. Um, I heard voices on this topic who say we can't make this data available. Um, we cannot do georeferencing, like the latitude, longitude of these animals because then they will be poached. Um, that is a consistent concern that you hear specifically in Asia, but also in other places. Um, I had that discussion a long time with peregrine falcons and with uh, other animals, including um, yeah, peregrine falcons and, and gear falcons and uh, polar bears and so on. Um, however, um, when a country has a poaching problem, then that is obviously a serious indicator and something needs to be done about it. Uh, it's not only a policing issue, it's, it's also like a failed cultural issue. And there's a good question, where does a poaching product go? Often it ends up in Asia somewhere, in Central Asia, if not even in China, uh, for some medical beliefs and so on. There's some interesting concepts. But uh, nevertheless, it has not really stopped the uh, concept and the move towards to open access. I mean, in reality, um, you see it with many species now done that people share data all the time, at least among scientists. I mean, I'm a scientist. I'm a professor. I should be able to get these data for our work. Um, and we don't. So if we can get it, who can? That's my question. I believe that data sharing is, is, is a glow of global relevance. Um, it should be done. The uh, Himalaya Hindu Kush area, as an example, is part of the three poles, the polar region. It should be part of the International Polar Year of best professional practice, certainly of GBIF. countries that have snow leopards like India and China and um, yeah, Mongolia and so on, Nepal, uh, they should join GBIF. They should support GBIF. And again, we have provided examples how that works. Um, it's easy to be done once you have the data. If you go to MoveBank as a website, uh, if they would waive their login and their passwords, then we have progress because I'm sure there's some data in, um, in, Mo- in the MoveBank bank web portal on snow leopards that currently are not shared with public and we, we can't use them. So anyway, um, I leave it there. Um, I think it's a big issue for global governance, for making um, governance better, more transparent, so that everybody gets involved and also um, more democratic. So it doesn't end with a snow leopard. It really is an issue of of other animals, of biodiversity, of wildlife management, and certainly of good governance overall. You can extend it to other topics if you want, but um, it's a good starting point. So here I'm just presenting to you the snow leopard uh, (laughs) icon. The snow leopard has no data. And that I find is very embarrassing um, and it's also very annoying. It certainly has blocked a lot of our own work and our research and of that of many, many other people uh, for really no reasons. Because, you know, when you read the uh, the lip service <laughs> that people have provided on data sharing, it just in reality, it just doesn't happen. And Snow Leopard is such a good example. And we've documented that in this chapter 23 where you can look up more. Um, follow up, please, as you wish. And um, here we are. Thank you so much for your attention. Bye-bye.